to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. So we're making it Bad of lies that you're laying in One last time Told you a secret that you couldn't keep When I let you down, you'd hold it all for me Gave you leverage And it's fine, so I severed it with someone again you know girlfriend wife whatever you know if they had this annoying laugh i'm like "Ah, i don't know if i could do that it's like i mean if you're listening to that when you're making someone laugh because i think i'm funny and i try to make people laugh and be happy and stuff like that but if you're hearing whenever you try to make them laugh is it worth it is that what you want i don't think so i don't know i don't know if i want that who wants that? Not me. Just, uh, forget about it. Hey, I'm back. I'm back in the studio. Back here doing my thing for you. So anyway, we uh, started the show with a band called Rain City Drive. We had a brand new one from those guys. Really cool. I actually really dig these guys. I've seen them a few times live. Uh, that song was called Frozen. Very cool, but we're going to do some old school stuff tonight too, mate. It's not all new school, I promise you, mate. I do. Uh, John was supposed to be here, but he never made it back from Europe. So, hey, good for all of us, at least for one night. I hear he's in transit. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. I think that motherfucker drugged me. I think it was him and the Romanians, and they had a thing that they were fucking plotting against Ragman to fuck him over. But you know what? Ragman stood up. He rose above it, and he prevailed. Like I prevail. I like that band. Fucking rock. Ooh, I'll tell you what. Let's play a brutal one for those motherfuckers. How about... Uh, self-destruction. I said go away, take a moment, think it over, I said not today. Cause everybody sucks and I cannot relate. And everything is fucked and I cannot be saved. Maybe that's because I'm on the way. Took everything I had and threw it in the flames. Watching fire while they're standing. 
I want to get into a few things tonight. I'm going to go a little bit more old school Genghis and Ragman and like hit some stories. This one like caught my fucking eye. And uh, I got a little wood. I'm not going to lie. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, to uh, Here on The Wire a day or so ago, uh, there was a thing that Getty Lee says, hey, Russia's not getting back together, but we, uh, we're talking. You know, Alex and I are talking. I'm like, fucking A, dude. So, uh, what are the... I mean, how cool would it be if Rush... Or, you know, Neil Peart was, you know, not the original guy, but he's really the, the main guy in Rush with Getty and Alex. You know, what are your thoughts on Getty and Alex getting back out there and creating new music and possibly touring? I will say this, uh, you know, on the last tour or so of Rush... Uh, I thought Getty's vocals were strained. Uh, you know, of course, the guy's getting older. It happens to a lot of these bands out there right now uh, that are, you know, of the uh, what we want to say, quote unquote, classic rock vibe. Uh, you know, can they still do it? And when is it time to like hang it up and be done with it? Uh, I think Rush probably stopped prematurely because Neil got sick. And they're like, oh, we're not going to do this, you know, pass this. They all knew about it. We didn't know it as fans that Neil was, you know, in such bad shape. But um, we got to see, I think it was, I forget what the name of the tour was. It's like R40 or something like that. I don't remember. But they've been around so long. But, you know, do we want New Rush? Do we want Alex and Getty to tour again and, you know, play the hits or whatever? Uh, me talking out loud here, because you listen to me, uh, is, you know, I think it'd be cool to see Alex and Getty put something together musically, but who plays drums at that point? And I'd always said to Genghis and others that, you know, if anybody could feel Neil's shoes, it'd probably be Portnoy. Uh, but Portnoy just went back to Dream Theater, which is cool, and... But now that leaves a vacancy for Mike Mangini. You know, is Mangini the guy? I mean, not because he was in Dream Theater, but the guy's a fucking monster on drums. Really talented. And there's a lot of great guys out there. But I I don't know. I always thought, you know, Portnoy, because Portnoy, you know, loved uh, Rush. You know, Neil. And did some cool shit with, like, Dream Theater. Like, you know, Rushy type vibe. But... You know, I'd be curious, you know, guys on Instagram or whatever you want to, you know, uh, try to, like, contact me. I'd be curious to see your thoughts on who you think could be the fill-in drummer in the event they elect to either, if they don't call it Rush, they could call it Rash. I was talking to somebody earlier, and I've got this DVD, I think it was R30, uh, where they sent, there was a t-shirt, 
with the DVD and it has Rush and Getty actually wears it in the live DVD. So do you call it Rash? Do you call it Rush? What do you do? Or do you just call it Lee and Lifeson? <laughs> the double L's. I don't know. But it would be curious to see what they would do. So that said, why don't we play some Rush? Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite song. I, you know, it's so hard. Rush has got so many great songs. But one that always comes to mind for me is a little bit more old school. How about some Xanadu? I'm very thirsty. So, Mr. G. Be 
Don't have John fucking spooching all over himself in the booth. That's a bonus. So tonight I've got a beer from a brewery in Fort Worth, Texas. I got it actually uh, when I was uh, there in um, for Metallica. We we uh, hit some breweries. So my friend Lee, my friend Stephen Lauren, and my good friend the Wino was there as well. So uh, tonight we've got Law Enforcement Cheetah. Very cool kid. Uh, IPA lager. No, not even A. <laughs> it's an India Pale Lager, 7% ABV. Uh, the, the, I mean, the can's awesome. It's got cheetah prints everywhere. It's got a guy wearing, it almost looks like, what is that fucking show? It's Reno 911 with the cop in short shorts, wearing the belt, the holster, and all that. For some reason, there's a barcode. Or a scanner code, uh, not a barcode, but like a scanner code on the crotch. So I'm not really sure what that is. I haven't even tried to do that. Maybe I shouldn't. Just see what's going on there. Uh, but it's awesome. It says uh, pouncing with our friends. Oh, actually, it looks like a collab. False Idol and Stone Cloud out of uh, Oklahoma. So not much definition on the can of what kind of beer, but kind of got the point india pale lager so it's very clear in color uh, a little bit ahead looks very carbonated it looks very nice slight bit hazy not really hazy but a little bit cloudy um so i tell you what let me go with the so the can gets a four let's go with the aroma it smells like an ipa to be honest with you uh i get like uh some citrusy notes off the uh, like aroma of it, uh, effervescent, if you will. Smells really good, uh, but the real true, I guess, rating here is the taste. Uh, so appearance, I tell you what, I'll give that like a three and a half, four, maybe three seventy-five. But we don't do that. But uh, it's all about taste. Let's do this. Cheers to me. Oh, wow, that's bitter as fuck. Um, it's not bad. It is very effervescent, like I said. Um, really, I like lemon peel on the back end. It's kind of nice. Um, let me take another little sip over here. Hmm. Not bad, not great. Um, I go three and a half. It's, it's like a lager mixed with an IPA. It's like a hybrid. Not too bad, um, but anyway, three and a half, so no horns. Sorry, Fossil, and sorry, Stone Cloud. That said, let's go keep it old school. Well, it's new school because it's brand new, but it's an old school guy. How about some Ace Freely? He's got a brand new single called 10,000 Volts. And my friend Steve Brown said, hey, I worked on this with Ace. And it's going old school.
So I don't know what you guys thought about that, but you know, talking to Steve, he basically said that he pushed Ace to do something more of a you know old school, you know Ace Freely solo record, like a la like the solo record back in '78 uh, when when he was still a Kiss uh, before he went solo, you know, and I guess what mid '80s ish uh, time frame. So. This first single, if this is like a precursor of what the record's going to be like, I think it could be pretty strong. Um, the riff's cool. The core, I mean, the verses are okay, but I like the chorus. I think the chorus got a good vibe to it. The solo didn't really do a lot for me, but uh, the last few things that Ace has put out, not been like blown away, but this I kind of like. I think it's pretty strong. And it looks like he's, I guess, got a band. Uh, and I think it's a band he played with when I saw him live uh, last time, a year or two ago. And it looks like they've got some chemistry and some things going on where they sound pretty good. So, pretty cool. Um, you know, with Kiss doing their final tour, if it is what it is, we'll see. I mean, they can't really do it anymore. And I get it. I mean, they're fucking pushing 70. Uh, and wearing the big boots and the, you know, screams and the vocals and all that, uh, it makes it really tough, right? So they say they're done. They're doing the final show in New York. And to me, it still bothers me that, you know, they're, they're going out and they don't just bury the hatchet with Ace and Peter for say 10 minutes, pay the guys have them come out, do two songs, and say, it's been great. You helped start this thing, and now we're ending it in a different chapter, but you're the ritual guys. I mean, my old, you know, whenever I heard about that, you know, we're really going to fucking quit this time. My whole thoughts were, fuck, dude, you got to get anybody uh, and everybody that's still living to be at that final show. So you need like Bruce Kulick, you need Vinnie Vincent, uh, and you need Ace and Peter, of course. You know, they're, they're, they were original guys. So why can't Gene and Paul get past this? Uh, you know, this is Kiss, Tommy Thayer, Eric Singer. I get it. You've been together with those guys longer. They're fucking yes men to you. So they're going to do whatever you say. They're going to drink the fucking Kool-Aid. But the guys that help you become KISS should be acknowledged and thanked for their service for this final show. Or two shows, whatever it is, in Madison Square Garden. But I, I just don't get it. And I read articles from Gene's like, oh, it's so sad they're not there. It's like, dude, if you fucking pay the guys what they're worth is stop being so fucking greedy, then they'd be there. And again, at this point, they don't like each other. I get it. Let's let's play nice for fucking 15 minutes. How hard is that? And then pay the guys some fucking money and you're going to make a fucking shit ton of money. You fucking do the Blu-ray, this, that, and the other thing. And it's huge. And you're not getting back together because you're fucking quitting. 
So their whole thing was like, well, we don't want people to get the wrong idea that we're all getting back together. It's like, no, you're not. You're, you're, you're done. You're finished. Just bring these two guys back and fucking do it. And end it the way you started it. So that's what I would think. I would think that if I wanted to see, if I'm not going to go, but if they had Ace and Peter, I'd probably pay-per-view. I'm not flying to fucking New York for that. Uh, not that I could even probably get a ticket or afford it or whatever. I don't make a lot of money. Uh, but what they should do, in my opinion, is play with Tommy and Eric, bring out Bruce, bring out Vinny, and then close out the show with Ace and Peter. Last two or three songs. Or give them four. Give them four. I want four. 20 minutes. You do your last four songs with the guys you started this with and end it. Be done. You're done. Paul can't sing like he used to. Gene's not sounding great either. So just finish and make it live. Don't fucking do this bullshit piping in Memorex bullshit. Give me what you sound like today. And I'll accept it. I don't need you to sound like you did 20 years ago. I just want you to sound real. I want realism. I don't want fake bullshit. I don't want to go to a show and hear fucking vocals piped in. I want to hear you now. Even if you can't do it. And I will say this. I do respect Don Dockin for this. Even though he does not sound that great anymore. Um, but he goes out there and sings like he can sing. He can't hit the high notes. So he's in lower register. I wouldn't say he really struggles with that. But if he tries to get high, it's not working. So he's a bass player singing the high notes. Kind of like Pilsen did. But, you know, back in the day, fucking Don could hit the notes still, right? So I get that. And Don's got ailments too. We talked about this in that one video where he's like hobbling around. I was like, God, I feel sorry for him. I'd rather fucking see like a lyric video at this point. But just be real. And I don't know. I don't know. They're like, ah, the mystique, whatever. Oh, fuck the mystique. And then fuck the idea that two guys are going to come in and play your fucking roles. Or four. I mean... Tommy and Eric are still young enough to keep doing it, but who wants to see that? Again, it's at this point, people have accepted Tommy and Eric as faux Ace and Peters because they don't know. They don't know better. They didn't grow up when I did. They're like, oh, Catman, Spaceman. Must be the same guys. No, they're not. You younger folk out there that'll listen to me, it's not the same guys. Do your research. Or call me. Do something. So anyway, let's play some Kiss. We talked a lot about them. Um, uh, you know, and I want to do this on a future show. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm like all over the map. Sorry. But I tell you what. I'm trying to think of a song. Um, my favorite record is Creatures. But I want to do something with the original lineup. Why don't we do... How about ladies' room? Hadn't heard that in a bit.
Like when the next Ace Freely song comes out, I want to put that head to head with, I guess, the best song off the last Kiss record, Monster, which I don't think I remember. I don't remember liking anything off that. Uh, I thought it was shit. Uh, it's, it, it's sad because I love Kiss. I did all the way up to Psycho Circus. Everything they did. I mean, on Sonic Boom, I liked uh, Modern Day Delilah. Good song, but I couldn't tell you another song they did after that. And anything on Monster, sorry, I didn't really like it. I bought it, didn't listen to it much. Heard it one time, I'm like, oh, I'm bored. No, done. And I don't need to hear Tommy Thayer try to sound like fucking Ace Freely or hear Eric Singer try to sing like uh, Peter Chris. And that's what bugs me about Kiss is they put them in the personas, but then they really were like, well, we're just mimics. And, and, and it goes back to that whole argument with me with Journey and Arnell Perneda, where he's Steve Perry. I will say this on the last Journey record or so, he came out a little bit more original than just being a Steve Perry clone. So good for you, Arnell. But with Ace and Peter and Tommy and Eric, it's just like, we're clones. That's what we are. So, enough of me bitching. Um, I want to go into one more thing before I shut down tonight. But this is sad. It really is. Doro Pesh and Rob Halford did a cover. So, yeah. So, Doro and Rob are doing this cover of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Let's listen to a little bit of this. All right. you Judgment now. Come on. Let's play this. Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit lonely And you're never coming round Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit tired Of listening to the sound of my tears Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit nervous And the best of all the years have gone by Tonight, and I need you more 
I think it's fucking horrible. I do. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think it's it's sad. It, it, I mean, I, I think it's on Doro's next record or something like that. The video's just horrible. The song is horrible. Uh, but I'm not sure why she even decided that this is a good song to cover. And let's get Rob Halford in there. I mean, if they would have done something cool... And I'm not saying they had to do a metal cover or anything like this, but it's just so bad. It's so bad. I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to play you my favorite cover of that song. It's by the Dan Band, and they were in old school. Let's do that. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming round. Every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all my years have gone by Every now and then I get a little bit terrified I see the fucking look in your eyes Are doing covers. Why would Doro? I mean, she hadn't put out a record in God knows when, but I don't know if it was her, the record company, or the producers. Like, I've got a great idea. I think you need to do Total Eclipse with the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. And why don't we get a great vocalist to join you? And she's like, Oh, I think that's a good idea. Oh, she's not English, she's German. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can do this. Uh, like, no, I, I always go English. I don't... Uh, da, da. No, that's Russian. Yeah, yeah. I think that's more German. Anyway, we're not making fun of languages here. Anyway, I don't know who thought that idea was a great idea, but it's a really bad idea, in my opinion. I'm not sure why they did it. I think it's just horrible. Um... I think if an artist has been gone for a long time, you don't come out with a covers record. And, I, you know, I'm going to bang on another band. There's uh, Demi Borger. I love Demi Borger. Uh, but they're coming out with a tribute record. After they haven't put out any brand new material in fucking years, let's do a tribute record. So I want to talk to these bands one day and to say, hey, what's in your mindset? Can you not write new music anymore? Why do we need a tribute record? Why do we need a cover? Why can't we just write new music? That's what a fan wants to hear. And a younger band like Demu, 
they should be playing. I mean, they've been around. I'm, don't don't get me wrong, but they should be. Hold on, let's. I'm all over the fucking map. Let's play this cover they just did. Deep Purple's Perfect Strangers, which is absolutely horrible as well. Let's do that. Don't get me wrong, I love Doro Pesh, I love Rob Halford, I love Demi Borger. But for them to do these shitty covers, it just, it bothers me. I want new music. I want to hear what you can write today. I want a great song. And it kind of brings me back full circle to what Ace Freely's doing. And he enlists Steve Brown to kind of help him out. Bruno Ravel from Danger Danger is helping out. And Ace put out a good song. I believe the new record's going to be solid. I trust what Steve told me. But these other guys, the old school guys, I get it. But be original. You still, if you can still sing, you still have the chops. Fucking do it. Or get an outside writer if you can't write anymore. And write something great. Or write, just write a good song. If you don't like it, scrap it. Put it in the scrap bin. Just like uh, Simone Bellaroni from DGM. We just talked about uh, last episode where he was talking about, hey, you know, I've got hundreds of ideas. I just say they're shit. And then other guys hear it and they're like, that's actually pretty good. What he thinks is crap, and I don't want to release that, others think, wow, that's pretty cool. So 
these older artists need to think about that. And it's like, let's run with something. If we have a good riff or whatever, or a good song idea, we should run with this. And let someone hear it. If it's shit, we trash it. Or if we don't like it, I get it. They're standards. And I respect that about musicians that aren't just putting shit out to put shit out. And they're like, all right, product control. But I think in these situations with like the Doro Rob Halford thing and the D.B. Borger thing, I don't think it's a money grab because they're not going to make a ton of money off this. I think they're being fucking lazy. And I don't know. It bothers me as a fan where I don't want to hear it or I don't care. And, I, you know, I don't listen. I'm not sure how many views they get, but, or any money they get out of it, but as a fan, like, I may see Doro at this uh, festival in Houston, I think it's in March of next year, called Hell's Heroes. And one of the main attractions for me is Doro Pesh. I've never seen her live. Huge fan. She's a metal queen, but... This cover really kind of turned me off. I want to hear a good rocking metal tune. I don't want to hear fucking covers. Be original. That's all I ask people. Well, guys, thank you for listening every week. I hope you dug this. I'm going to have some co-hosts coming in in the next few weeks. I'm going to mix in more interviews. I'm back into interviews. I'm going to tell you that. I got excited. When I talked to Simone from DGM. I was like, man, it's been way too long since I've had artists on the show. So I'm going to be doing that. And I will tell you this, teaser, the end of the year, you're going to get a new Genghis and Ragman show for the end of the year. So we're going to do our classic kicks and kisses list. And it looks to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. So before I let you go, Again, thank you for listening, and I want to give you one big horse up.